I love the smell of commerce in the morning. Why are we at the mall? Listen, we just spent an entire season hanging out at Quick Stop on the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, and I thought we could use some new scenery. But why the mall? It has everything we need. A cookie stand, a magic eye poster, and Stan Lee. It would be better if Batman was here. Ben Affleck is here. <sighs> I guess that's close enough. If you've enjoyed this witty banner, please join us this season on Jay and Silent Bob Minute as we discuss Kevin Smith's mall rats. Snoochie boochies. We will figure out why this original opening exists, why Shannon Doherty keeps changing outfits, and why that kid is back on the escalator again. So join us for all the chocolate-covered pretzels you can eat. On Jay and Silent Bob Minute on Dueling Genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, Secret of the Use, one minute at a time. It is Friday, it's the last day of our second week of this show. I am your host, Scott Toffee, with me one last time for this week, Mr. Grant Lowe. Hi, Grant. Hi, do we, do we don't introduce the other people first? Well, on Friday, you get to go first. Oh, well. Hello, everybody. Because it's your last day with us. I am sad. sad. I've gotten to know you all so well over the last three days. You know who else is sad? Chris O'Connor. Oh, I'm going to miss you, man. And and even sadder than Chris O'Connor is Rachel Gatlin. Very. We haven't talked, Grant, we haven't mentioned uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged once. I'd say that's a good thing. Yeah, well. If you, Adam, if you would, Adam <laughs> Sheehan, not so sad. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little sad, but I'm happy because it is hashtag Pizza Friday. He's happy. It is hashtag Pizza Friday. Uh, so if you're a, a fan of ours on the Facebook group or on Twitter, share the most recent photo of the pizza you've had. You should be ordering pizza today, lunch or dinner, breakfast. I don't care. It could be leftovers. could be frozen. Share your picture. Hashtag Pizza Friday. Pizza in the morning, it. pizza in the evening. Pizza, pizza in the supper time. time. Yeah. When pizza's on a bagel, it's disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, call it disgusting. False. It does false. have this burning mouth thing that happens. Yeah. Well, and just the bagel's I I voted too for dense. It's like this weird, dense... Like, I don't know. Yeah, the texture just doesn't work. It's not good. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I had a Ninja Turtles book. Uh, and I think last season I might have actually shared an image. Uh, I put up a couple book. YouTube videos. Of, of some old Turtles merch that I had. Uh, hashtag Merch Mondays. Uh, but in the back of it was a recipe for English muffin pizzas, which Ugh. are far superior to the bagel pizza. I recommend it. Try it. Pizza I'm not on an English muffin. That's not hard to do. That's not hard to be. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, culinary pursuits aside, let's talk about minute 10, shall we? We shall. Yes. All right. I'm glad we're in agreement. Minute 10 starts with uh, April grabbing her snake <laughs> and uh, ends. Yeah, it does. Ends with uh, the the turtles uh, talking to April in her in her apartment, which I guess is also their apartment now. Mm. It's everyone's apartment. It's not uh, my apartment. No. No, it's got to smell like some kind of fish tank, though, it wouldn't you think? It probably smells like a turtle tank. 
Yeah. So that let's get into it. conjures up a very specific smell. Yes. <laughs> but let's she's get... like trying to cover it up with like a Glade <laughs> plug-in. <laughs> Does they even One have Glade, Glade plugins plug-in back in then? the corner is doing the job of, of for the entire apartment. I, I don't know if they had Glade plugins, but there was definitely... Um, I feel like there was those gel things. Like, no, I don't think that was 1991. Of, those sort of conical things that you pop. Yeah. The one part up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have it, to be it, from like 1991 because I kept finding them in the late 90s and it was yeah. like somebody put them there in 1991. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, she she has taken the snake out of the fridge at the beginning of this minute and she said Michelangelo. And then she moves on and she finds a stack of comic books uh, and she says Leonardo. Uh, and I do want to point out she is looking very shoulder patty in this minute. <laughs> she's a working gal it's just I love that 90s shoulder pad thing like everyone must be everyone must be shaped like a triangle yeah she looks like she's in a talking heads video <laughs> she's like I got a girlfriend that's better than that <laughs> even so when she, when she grabs- picks up the snake it even squishes one of her shoulder pads <laughs> uh, she grabs this stack of comic books and I have to give a shout out to one of our listeners, one of our newer listeners, Mr. Justin Call of uh, uh, the Downstate band there, a musician, a uh, fan of Turtles. And he's going to be on our show a little later this season. But he actually went through and screen grabbed uh, when April is grabbing the comic books. I don't know that I would have thought to have done this, but he actually found the comic book that's on the top of the pile that Leonardo was reading. You guys want to know what it is? What is I it? I do. So according to Justin's research, it is an issue of Uncanny X-Men, and it's number 269. Awesome. Which is, which is a rogue feature issue. And My uh, favorite. Yeah, it says, she's back, rogue, versus something. Someone Ms. that lose. <laughs> yeah, and then Magneto's um, yeah, versus Miss Marvel. The bottom, oh, okay. <laughs> the original Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Magneto's helmet is down the bottom. And, and Rogue is having her clothes ripped off of her on the cover. It's a Jim Lee cover. Well, yeah, I it's like, yeah. you know, 1990. So, of course. Right. Yeah, classic uh, Jim Lee, Chris Claremont run. I, yeah. I'm so glad we get to talk about X Men on this show. <laughs> Here's I'm your a, in, Adam. Go for it. I'm a big X Men nerd. Sometimes but I is... just think, like, why am I not on an X Men podcast? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, Rachel got to guest on. Uh, X minutes. Yeah, and I, I have it, and I'm what? a little. I set you up and everything. I'm like, you guys should have Adam because I've only really seen the movies, and <laughs> and they're probably like, yeah, whatever that guy. Yeah, but no, I'm a, I'm a big X Men fan. I've been collecting X Men since you... I could read. It's... Did you read the synopsis for this story, Adam? I did. I kind of I kind of grazed it. Um, it's it's Rogue versus Carol Danvers, which is kind of Carol Danvers. Is this is the where... one where she gets her strength? I don't think it's where she gets her strength, but. Carol Danvers is where Rogue gets her strength. Yeah, she right. kind of steals the, it. That was one of the great things about that that animated show on Fox Kids is that it really like gave you so much of like the 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 backstory, like the classic stuff. That one and the Spider Man one too were always like super detailed. Well, the X Men one in particular, like it it adapted a lot of those classic storylines as close as they could get. 
while still being appropriate to show on Fox Kids, um, <laughs> which made the Dark Phoenix saga ending kind of weird. But yeah, I was just yeah. going to bring that up. Isn't that like the most succinct way to absorb the Dark Phoenix saga? I wouldn't say it's the most succinct way. It's the closest to accurate that we've gotten. But Adam, you were saying it's really convoluted. It, it bounces around. X-Men did this thing in the 90s that, it's it's been doing a lot again recently, which is why I haven't really been keeping up with it as much as I usually do. Where there's one overarching storyline that is told through about twelve titles a month. Mm. Yeah. So you can't just get Uncanny X Men <laughs> on and, slot and be able to read and keep up with the story. You have to get un- Uncanny X Men, X Men, Excalibur, X-Force. Cable. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, X Force, uh, whatever Gambit and Rogue, whatever single character spinoff they're doing that month, and it it just got to be like in order to follow X Men, you had to spend like forty dollars a month. Mm. As, it, as a kid in fourth grade, that's not really. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think as uh, when 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 the whole when when the onslaught thing happened in like ninety four ninety five, I only ever got like five percent of what happened. Yeah, I was always completely confused because I only got Uncanny X Men. And occasionally X Men, so I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I just, you know, <laughs> I was just happy to see Wolverine every now and again. <laughs> that was basically the only X Men thing I cared about was Wolverine. Yeah, but was, but yeah, this was, was a, this was a run X-Men. about a couple years before I got into the into the series. I got into the series around 1994. This was um, kind of right right on the cusp of onslaught, so it's right when it got super fractured, super convoluted. And then the comic book industry almost collapsed in on itself. Yep. And then it kind of tightened back up again. Well, I'm looking at the cover. I'm trying to see what the lineup is for this issue. It looks like you got obviously rogue and then there's Logan, there's Jubilee and there's storm. On, on that cover for two sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause in the corner they show the little heads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Magneto's down on the bottom. He's like, guess who wins? <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> Magneto always wins. But I should have read the synopsis a little a little better. But from from what I'm what I'm piecing together, it looks like Rogue runs into Carol Danvers again after killing her. And she's like, there's like a just zombie? enough of her life energy to keep Zombie Monster Carol yeah, Danvers. It looks like the Shadow King's involved somehow. Probably. <laughs> and and I I just I now pulled the cover up and uh, when you said that her her clothes were being ripped away you were not kidding that is oh, a lot yeah. more ripped away than I thought but I mean oh, yeah. no, I they're... guess that's uh, that's 1991 for you it's a thing I mean the animated series like to focus on her butt a lot yeah there, dude it was so good there were a lot of very lovingly drawn <laughs> shots of Rogue in the 90s animated I'm series I'm sorry like, <laughs> there, there's a meme of when Wolverine's holding that photo and it's just <laughs> Rogue's butt <laughs> I love that meme I, I love that because because like the, all the things that they've had Wolverine hold my favorite I think was uh, when he was holding a picture of uh, Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones <laughs> I think there was one where he was holding a picture of Hugh Jackman too isn't there one where he's just holding a picture of, of him holding the picture <laughs> 
<laughs> but it, there was also this was the era of that one female pose in comics that I absolutely can't stand. Where, Impossible poses where the butt and the boobs are being shown at the yeah. same time. It's yeah, like if you look at that, there's no way that Rogue's spine is still intact on that cover. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think someone did a which Photoshop. would make sense in the in this context. You know, she's like being attacked by yeah. zombie Carol Danvers. But I think someone did a Photoshop of all the male Avenger stars doing that pose. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then there's the Rob Leefield monstrosities that came I out of that. I hate this guy. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about him personally. He may actually be like the nicest guy in comics, but his art just drives me nuts. Mm. But anyway, this is the very chesty Captain America. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the one where Captain America's pecs are like the size of, uh, I don't know, uh, casks of whiskey, and his head <laughs> is the size of like a bowling ball. Yeah. But yeah, this is the October 1990 issue of Uncanny mm. for those playing along at home. Chris, it, listen, how, we know you had a big crush on uh, your crush of Rogue nonwithstanding. You had a big crush on April O'Neil uh, last did. season. Does it hold over with Paige Turco? Uh, I, um, hmm, I don't. I, I don't know. I suppose this is something that I'm going to have to re-experience as I, as I go back through this movie. But um, uh, just within my, my mind and my memory, it, it doesn't, she doesn't stand out quite the same way um, that Judith Hogue did in the first Turtles movie. Because, I don't know, something about this movie just sort of, um, I mean, you know, it was 1990, so I was eight years old. I saw this like an eight, nine-year-old. But at the same time, watching the first movie and seeing Judith Hogue as April O'Neil, there was something about that that kind of made me think, aha, I like girls. But seeing uh, Paige <laughs> Turco in TMNT2, who, I mean, she's objectively a very attractive woman. Um, and so I should also be like, ah, I like girls. Um, but there's something about the way that TMNT2 is shot and is, and, and it's, uh, you know presented and produced and you know designed that just kind of makes me not notice i guess are but you I, questioning I mean, whether or not you like girls oh no i have no question i i really <laughs> super like girls um but this movie, <laughs> which we which we've learned I, because of rogue's butt yeah yeah that's it all true. ties together yeah that's true <laughs> Anyway, but um, yeah, this movie I think um, was uh, definitely uh, sort of geared down and focused more towards the child audience. I mean, certainly the first one was as well, but it was also like there was sort of that element of like, you know, hit all your major brackets and make sure that the adults enjoy it too. Whereas this one feels like the cartoon writ large. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. There really isn't a whole lot for the parents in this movie. It's no. just kind of. Which I feel like is why a lot of us haven't seen it as much as we've seen the first one. Like, I yeah. feel like parents were willing to sit through the 1991, but this one just felt like a popcorn movie to a lot of people. Yeah. It's it's sugar, man. It's just sugar. They're it's just the babies. Babies. This movie is babies. It's like how my dad was glad to watch Aladdin with me, but left the room when I put Return of Jafar. Yeah. On. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's that also makes that perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Oh God! What the heck was I going to say? It's it's the most cartoon version. It's it's the cartoon come to life. It's the '87 cartoon come to life in the same way that uh, oh I keep losing the example in my head. 
in the same way, what was I going to say? Ah, no. Well, it's, brain it's, farts. it's the cartoon. Oh, in the come same to way life. that Batman and Robin uh. is the modern version of the 60s campy TV Batman uh, yeah. show. It's that same kind of thing, you know? Okay, for yeah. a second, well, I, I thought you were going to say the Batman cartoon and we were going to have no. fighting words. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, that's the thing. If, if, because uh, when did the Batman animated series begin? Like, uh, after 90, Batman 91, Returns, I think, or or just after eighty nine. I think it was. I think it was right around Batman Returns. Okay, so so Batman the animated series comes out, and like, and, and then Michael uh, Michael, uh, blah, 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 you know, those the the Michael Keaton movies are done, and then all the other nineties movies, like if they they obviously had nothing to do with the animated series, but if they had simply followed like the lead that the animated series set. They would have made much better movies. I was going to say, we'd have yeah. the definitive best Batman movies of all time if they did that. <laughs> but Joel oh Schumacher God. is a monster. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but um, Batman the Animated Series premiered in September of 1992. Ooh. Ah, okay. Uh, a little later. So, which I think Batman Returns was 91, wasn't well, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There had to be like I mean, a two-year space between them. Yeah, they used the basic Catwoman design. Uh, for for that animated series. Anyway, we've talked about X Men. We've talked about Batman. We should probably talk some more about Ninja Turtles. That's uh, true. Well, I was I was just gonna I was just gonna add that this movie is the cartoon come to life in the same way that the 1990 original was the comic book come to life. Yeah, yeah. Have we made that point before? I don't. Um, I mean, well, not we, that not in that comparison. We've definitely said that that comic or that movie is the comic books. Um. But this is definitely, this is for the fans of the show. This is not for the fans of the Mirage comics. It's not even really for the fans of the first movie. Yeah. Right. It's it's definitely geared toward a different sect of the audience. And Turtles has always had a way of, like, diversifying its its offerings for the audience. You know, you have something for the comic book fans, something for the grown-ups, and something for the kids. And they've always sort of, like, doled out all of those at the same time across different mediums. Uh, I just noticed is- April does this thing when she picks up the stack of comics where she like bangs them against the, the counter. <laughs> that oh, just no. makes me cringe. Rachel, mm. if you if you treated my comics this way, I wouldn't speak to you for like a whole day. Understandable. Like, because I leave comics out all the time. <laughs> How do you feel about that skateboard, Adam? So I really wanted to see what board this was, like whose board this was. Yeah, so April walks over and she grabs, uh, she, you know, the, the snake is Mikey's, the comic books are Leo's. She grabs the, she mall grabs the the skateboard, throws it over her shoulders and says, Donatello. Yeah, which just doesn't, I'm like, what? Well, he was the skater in the first movie, if you remember. Mm. Oh, right, and we had that whole discussion of jousting off of skateboard back. Yes. It's just when I see a it's- skateboard, my mind is going to immediately go to Mikey. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting considering that I don't think Mikey touches a skateboard in any of the Turtles movies. Um, I want to say based Michael on the Bay. shape alone, this is probably like either a Paul Peralta or Alva board. <laughs> I don't think it's an Alva board because I don't think the Alvas had as steep of a curve on the back. True. Well, uh, they were also a little like early '90s too, right? Alva boards did. Did they? Okay. Yeah, because Alva Alva had the Hosoi hammerhead, so they were oh, they were into yeah. like weirder shapes. But then it has a real short nose, which makes me think Pal Peralta. Yeah, um, it's not the same board that we saw in the first movie, is it? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think so. The pink <laughs> wheels. I feel like it was there was like a maybe an orange wheel on that. I'm trying to remember. I can't. It's also I'd weird to, to see a board of this shape with 
grip tape across the whole top. Usually there's a there's a gap because they they the graphic put in, right yeah a little a little graphic on the on the top side yeah so or I, even like I, a patterned grip tape. So I want to play a game of what is this thing? At ten seconds, there is a thing at the base <laughs> of the pillar on the left side of April's apartment. Oh, it's like, are you talking about the inflatable globe? Is that, an inv- is that what that is? Is that an inflatable globe of the world? And I believe you're looking at upside down Australia. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It, but that it is looks upside like, down Australia. Why does like it has have eyes. a giant inflatable globe in her apartment? To teach the turtles geography? <laughs> they don't know how to read. <laughs> Literacy Greg, you, and you, turtles. You and Paige haven't gotten to this episode of Gilmore Girls yet, but there's an episode where they're cleaning out the garage and Rory finds this huggable globe Aww. called Hugga World. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like something living inside of it. That sounds it, delightful. It, remi- <laughs> it reminds me of this globe person. Hugga World. Hugga World, Aww. yeah. Adorable. Sounds so- like the worst theme park ever. <laughs> <laughs> She she grabs the skateboard and then Raphael has those the springy bands that you would use to work out with. Um, but I want to point out that there's there's like three empty pizza boxes with still crusts of pizza on the table at this point. Twelve. They don't eat the bones, minute, right? And uh, it's just funny to me because we're about to see as we move forward in this minute. Uh, April makes the crack. The rat is the cleanest one. And uh, walks up the stairs, and then we get the turtles' theme music, and they walk back in carrying more pizza. There's three pizzas on the table, and they're bringing in more pizza. How much do they eat? They're growing turtles. Yeah. They're teenagers. Yeah. That's just, it seems like, you know, maybe finish your crusts before you go out and get a whole new pizza. Yeah, no, there are four teenagers. That's a small amount of pizza for four teenagers. (laughs) They're they're also, also, like, holding the pizzas, like, vertically and, like, horizontal. They're they're, they're just, like, all over the place with their pizzas. Uh, Yeah, I I keep saying this, but if that pizza wasn't already ruined, it's ruined now. Is this, (laughs) did the turtles only rescue Kino because they started to get miffed about like where their pizza was? Yeah, Yeah, probably. They were just waiting for this pizza. They were were, were waiting with bated breath for their pizza. Yeah. There's There's a joke in there with bated breath about turtles eating fish or something and bait. Their literal bated breath. I, I'll get it. Don't worry. I'll get there. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I'm watching it again, and I'm paying attention to the pizzas. And yeah, those pizzas are wrecked. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially if they're fresh. The cheese is slid all over the place. Ugh. Yeah. These these pizzas have had such a rough journey. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to see what they look like when they open they're these boxes. They're probably perfect. Waiting to be put out of their pizza misery. Yeah. So the thing I like about this is we get the uh, that classic John Duprez turtle theme back again, which I would like to point out that I just bought on vinyl, and uh, you guys can go get it too from Waxwork Records. A new record. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's been waiting to make I'll that allow joke. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's slightly different. I like that they kind of tweak it a little bit, but we do this gag again now of the turtles saying a catchphrase, a cool thing. We've gotten this twice in this movie now. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Michelangelo says primo workout. And Leo says guacamole primo bros. Like Raphael says something else, but like here's my thing. Maximundo. They all, 
they all get mad at Donatello for saying something, but literally every single one of them has said something equally stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but Donatello's things, Donatello's things are nerdy and stupid. What's the first thing Donatello says when he steps through the window? Does anyone know? Acapella. Acapella. No, no, oh, no, when no, he no. comes through the window. When he uh, first comes through the window. He sa- it sounds like he's saying Turtle Rebecca. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. on. Now he says Acapella. Turtle Rific. Turtle Rific? Turtle Rific! And then Maximundo. Oh, oh, okay. He does say Turtle Rific. And then he says, haha, oh my god. This is another one of those moments. My entire life, I've heard Turtle Rebecca. <laughs> Turtle, <laughs> what the, Turtle what? Rebecca. Turtle Rebecca. Guys, we, I, you've, we've, we've established that I have a problem hearing Turtle things. Rebecca. Turtle Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that totally, that was my Yanni Laurel moment right there. That doesn't make any sense. He does add a little gah at the end that makes it confusing. Yeah, Turtle Rebecca. Turtle Rebecca. And then that was your says, diarrhea or stack it over here moment. Yeah, that was my <laughs> diarrhea stack it over here moment. Um, and then he says acapella, which is, you know, warms my heart a little bit because Wee. it's a music term. Uh, and then he says perestroika. <laughs> and oh, for man. the longest time, I thought perestroika was one of the other words to Frere Jaca. Mm, oh. No. <laughs> but uh, no, it's an economic policy. Yeah, it's uh, the reforms of the Communist Party uh, in the uh, late 70s, 80s to 90s, uh, led by Gorbachev. Um, well, I can't remember. It wasn't his originally, but he he definitely like pushed them. And it was what that uh, what got the Soviet Union away from away from central planning and uh, sort of opened them up to open their markets up a lot more. Weird. Hmm. So it's so, like that. that is a legit nerd reference, but it's like, you know, the only nerdy like, thing he gets to do. This is like this movie's war and peace quote, right? What yeah. Russian novel? <laughs> also Russian. Yeah, yeah I, I I wanted to bring up too. It, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. There's a lot less singable dialogue in this movie so far. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Like the, that what was... Russian novel? Like there's not there's not a whole lot of that yet. Especially this far into the movie, we get a little bit later on, but we don't have much in the first ten minutes. I mean, I guess uh, we get the oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your how's your opus uh, opera turtles um, adaptation coming? Uh, it's 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 slow going. <laughs> okay, I just I need to like find that. you. A, I just need to like find you a patron. And now, sorry. Go ahead, Grant. Uh, I just really like the head cannon now that Donatello is apparently just a huge Russian history buff. <laughs> oh, clearly, yeah. Just, yeah. just a Russian literature and history buff. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll buy it. He's like, man, if I was actually human, I'd be working for the CIA. (laughs) Or he'd be teaching Russian literature at NYU. (laughs) He seems like he would be an NYU teacher. He likes to go to the park and play chess. Yeah. (laughs) I want to point out a great screen grab again. Um, Go to 44 seconds. Okay. (laughs) So after the turtles are like, what? What did you say? Yeah. So 44 seconds, the turtle's looking at each other. So Leo has this look like his whole world is crashing down around him. (laughs) He's like holding a pizza box and just staring off into space like, oh, God. He's internally (laughs) screaming. (laughs) But then you get like a second later, you get Donatello's like really hard, like half cocked face. Yeah. Like his, his like squinting one eye. And it's like not natural looking in this moment. It's like, oh, that that's very cartoon. Ooh, yeah. 
I it just bothers me how much Donatello's personality changes in this movie. Like the other turtles are s- sort of similar, but Donnie's like a whole different character. Yeah. You know, he was sort of the introspective, kind of quietly thoughtful one in the first movie. It would make a wisecrack every once in a while. And then it went away. He's just, he's a complete sarcastic goofball in this one. So my memory fails me. Does Donnie get to does any machines in this one? <laughs> hmm. uh, he does um, he when they find a new machines. layer. Yeah, Ooh, I think, he, stuff, I think right? he does science. Ooh, he, he does interior decorating. Because <laughs> I know he that was the, the big science. thing in the original movie is just that he doesn't does any machines. No, he didn't <laughs> does any machines. <laughs> oh, uh, he does that hacking into the that computer. And oh, that's true. He st- does computers. Yeah. Mm. Donatello does Donna. machines. There's a little bit of does machines. Yeah, <laughs> he does um, some machines. <laughs> but yeah, you got me on this singable dialogue thing now, and I'm trying to think about quotes from this movie that come up. There's really not a lot. They, I don't know what it is, man. I, 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 I like this movie for different reasons than I like the first one. It's much more of a guilty pleasure. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The first movie is a legitimately great film. This I thought you a, were going to say, I love being a turtle. I but. love being a turtle. No, this is <laughs> a, objectively from, from 10 minutes in, I can tell you that it's, it's a bad movie. <laughs> 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 when compared to what we had last season, it's oh a bad boy. movie, but it's, don't it's make me have movie. to defend this movie, Scott. Cause I will. I, it's the crux of this season, Adam. I hope you do. <laughs> Fight me, bro. Why I mean, isn't th- it bad? There's, there's a few good moments of singable dialogue. I mean, there's a whole scene where Vanilla Ice is singing a whole bunch of dialogue. Mm. Well, strictly speaking, he's not singing. He's no. rapping. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's there's babies. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to them. We'll get I, to I know. Them. It's coming. It's just I don't want to have to wait so long. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep. We're going to just keep saying babies. <laughs> And I sent you guys that really adorable picture of my baby. You, did. you sent us a really cute picture of your baby. And I immediately responded with that clip, too. Like. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I, I enjoy this little moment of the three brothers sort of razzing Donatello. And they do this, like, finger buzzer thing. Like, ah, oh, we just we just burned him. We told the joke on Donnie, and now we're going to make, like, a bzzz thing with our fingers like you would coochie-coo a baby. I don't really know. I don't remember this being a thing in the 90s, going up to my buddies and be like, ha-ha, we just told a joke. Bzzz. Yeah, it's more of a high-five, fist bump kind of thing, right? It's their secret turtle handshake. I guess so. I got to say, I, I think Mikey's being particularly a jerk here because not two minutes ago, uh, Donatello was was, you know... Sticking up for him and, you know, checking in on him and being the good big brother and making sure he was okay after Leo and Raph kicked the crap out of him. And then just immediately, like, what does he do? Turns around, goes home, and just roasts him in front of all of his brothers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What does he say? He says, like, uh, let it go. Donnie, give it up. Oh, give give it it up. up. Which is almost musical dialogue. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I contribute that to the fact that it's the same voice actor from the first movie. Um, April comes down from her spiral staircase. Yes, her New York City apartment has a spiral staircase up to the second floor. Mm, I like spiral staircases. I'm not a fan. And uh, the turtles, you know, get to see her for the first time in this movie. They have their first interaction together. 
Um, and the turtles are just so catchphrasy. Raphael's like, what it is. Um, <laughs> what it is. Donnie what it does is. this thing where he does his Italian accent. He goes, we brought the dinner. And this is another thing I used to think he was saying. We brought the demon. Chef's like, kiss. I don't understand <laughs> why would that this. Be, why would he be saying that? You have to understand. <laughs> eight-year-old Scott didn't care if it made sense. There were turtles on his screen, and he was happy. <laughs> and he never listened closely enough to care. Mm. I have to say, I think my we favorite freeze demon. frame in this minute is the very last one when Donatello is in the middle of his Italian chef bit, and you can just see in the last second or two April making that transition from, oh, yeah, the turtles are here. Ha ha, we're having fun. And then, oh, Donnie's doing the Italian thing again. Maybe I should tell him at some point it's a little bit racist. Yeah, the the, the eyebrows tilt ever so slightly to concern. Yeah, she's She's smiling, but her eyes say, I wish I was dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to be able to bring a man home sometime. Uh, screenshot. I used to have a dating life. <laughs> yeah, right? Remember that guy, Casey, I was making out with last week, yesterday, <laughs> a year ago, however long ago yeah, it was? Where is Casey? We don't know. Yeah, where is Jail, Casey? Jail, probably. He did murder a guy. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> no, he said, oops. Obviously, <laughs> it was clearly an accident. That's his get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah, that was his whole defense. I said, <laughs> I like oops. If you say, I like you're it's, right. it's, in my it's defense, manslaughter I, at best I, if you say, oops. <laughs> I sarcastically said it was an accident. Is it possible that Casey Jones has perhaps gone back to try his luck in minor league hockey? Yeah, maybe. I still say he's a he pulling a Gordon Bombay. Yeah, he's maybe he's Gordon Bombay. He's he's not there right now because it's the season. So again, uh, I legitimately yeah. don't remember because I haven't seen this movie since I was like six years old. Is Casey just not in this one? No, it, no yeah, he's, he's not in this. He's one. not. No. Hmm. He's in the third one for some reason, but he's not in this one. Well, he had gotten out of Rikers by the time the third one <laughs> yes. came around. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, headcanon. He's he's doing hard time for manslaughter against the Shredder. Yeah. yeah well, he's just stuck in Rikers because he doesn't have bail money, so. Or he's on the lam, like he's hiding from the law. That could be it, too. Yeah, he ran away to Canada. Casey Jones, fugitive hockey player. <laughs> I watched that. <laughs> Casey Jones, Fugitive Vigilante. I like this. Just yeah. going from town to town, playing on minor league teams. Yeah, he's like, like the Incredible Someone pitch me that show. And he keeps like dating. I wish I could play piano just so I could play that song. And he keeps dating bossy redheads, but they the relationships don't work out. Well, because he's because they're not the right. He's an eight year old trapped in a man's body. Yeah. Yeah, it says that in the opening credits of the show, Rachel. Don't you know that? <laughs> he wanders from he town to town, himself. an eight-year-old in a man's body. <laughs> he finds himself leaping from sports team to sports team, <laughs> hoping that each time it'll be the <laughs> home to New York. Ba, 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 ba. I, I like oh, how no, he's... no, no, no. He gets traded from sports team to sports team. <laughs> he's not even in this hoping movie, and we're already right making up stories about him. Yeah. Is this a sitcom? Is this a Casey Jones sitcom? I love What's this. the catchphrase? at the end of every episode. I never even looked at another guy. (laughs) Obviously. You call this family? This here? And that there? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, you know what uh, uh, station that would be really good on? What what programming block that would work really well on? TGIF. Oh, man. You know, whatever happened to predictability? Stop it. Don't even. I feel like we've done this before. 
Oh, I, I guarantee we've not done this, this exactly. Before. Not not Maybe this once ex- or twice. Not this precisely. I'm sorry. I'm just still stuck on at the end of every single episode. Somebody uses a different big word he doesn't know, and he says, "Hey, I never even looked at another guy." And everyone else goes, "Oh, Casey," and then the credits oh, roll. Freeze frame over him just being like, "What?" constantly getting words wrong. Comical, friendly homophobia. What was the song from last year? Homophobic. Homophobic, claustrophobic. No, homophobic, claustrophobic. Homophobic, claustrophobic. Jones. So, and you came up with a bunch of words. Actually, I think I wrote the song out. We think. Yeah, you wrote the song out. We need to. We should produce that. The theme song for the Casey Jones Friday Night Sitcom. I don't think so. I don't think that's a good idea. And one of his bossy redhead girlfriends is like, "I'm going to take you shopping," and he just buys five pairs of the same sweatpants. Yeah, just gray sweatpants. That's just that's just a montage in the opening credits though. That's not actually a scene in the show. <laughs> well, it's like he he keeps going into the the changing room and coming out and going like these, Man, and she's like shaking her head no. It'd be like 1992. So one of those bossy redhead girlfriends could be Jillian Anderson. Ah, it'd be great. Mm, oh, she's yes. too smart for him. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's for an episode. Yeah, and she made, she says the big words, and then he says, it, uh, "This is all fitting into the formula." Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna move on to the FBI." Thank yeah, you. What, what if it's just Scully? <laughs> what if it's just Casey Jones joining other popular '90s TV like, shows? That's right. Like, like, like D- Scully shows up at the X Files and meets Mulder. She's like, "You know what? I don't do relationships. I just, I just dumped this guy in a minor hockey league. It was terrible." One of the bossy redheads is Elizabeth Berkeley on Saved by the Bell. Oh. Or he, he lives oh, in a no. van in the in the driveway of uh, Suzanne Summers' house with one of the bossy <laughs> redheads. Uh, one of the bossy redheads has to be Roz from Frasier. Yes. yes. Nice. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. I love this. This is my favorite thing we've done so far this season. Casey Jones with every bossy redhead. Yeah, he's he's and not he, even. And in then this... he goes back in time and he spends time at Sterling Cooper uh, Draper Price. He's not even in this movie, and we're making up backstories about him. Well, because that, what he's is fun. That? Well, what does it absent. tell you about we this movie? We need to come movie. up with a backstory of where he's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are going Jones to fill in, in every minute of Casey Jones' existence. That's just our, our mandate for this show, is what is Casey Jones doing before, during, and after all of his appearances in these films? <laughs> or just, or just, what is he doing in every moment of this movie? Like, we should just do a Casey Jones minute. That's what we should. This show should just change formats. Okay, in this minute of yeah. the movie, where's Casey? <laughs> Taking a shower. And, and today, we on stop talking about Casey. It. Or he's just like off screen, but like he's still in this universe. We just never see him. He's just somewhere else. He's in another like, room in just, the apartment, yeah. just icing his knee. <laughs> we it's just like miss season. him every time. It's like that season of Saved by the Bell where there was that other girl who wasn't uh, Kelly or uh, Jesse. Yeah. But they were like Tori. all there at the same time. But or like, Dr. Pulaski. Yeah. And Zach is somehow like dating both of them in the same year, but never at the same yeah. time. Yeah. If you've never seen it, check out uh, the YouTube series Zach Morris is Trash. Oh, it's so uh, good. Such a great show. He's such a terrible thing. Yeah, he's oh, awful. I love Zach Morris. He is he won't. awful. He's awful, but I love him. I also love AC Slater. I love all the Scott, awful people. Scott, do you on think that, that you could make Zach Morris a better man? Uh, you can't change like if people, you, Chris. If you just, if you just, like you know, if you just got your your hooks in, and you know, you could. If you I could just make, got to know him, if you just no, ch- if he just got to know you, and you know, you you, you could just 
You could change him. He's bad, All but I, have I can to do fix is, him. I just have to like <laughs> pretend to like sports for a little while until like he can like learn to open up to me a little bit, and then we can really talk about his feelings. Mm. <laughs> is is that what you thought about me, Rachel, when we first started dating? You're like, I can fix him. No. <laughs> Good. Just have oh, to tolerate no. a little bit of wrestling and video game talk, and then eventually <laughs> things you, will get real. Been, you've been broken for ten years. I'm not going to fix yeah, you. Yeah, it's not. It's not oh, getting any better man. than this. <laughs> oh man! A skirt walks by, and suddenly, forget you even knew me. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! All right. Well, that brings us to the end of minute ten. This hurdles in April's living room. This has been fun, Grant. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Grant, the last thing before we let you go. We have to do the turtle questionnaire here. Uh, if you had to pick one of the turtles to most identify with, and I guess since we're talking turtles too, let's keep it to the turtles two personalities of the turtles. Well, that's a Which new one spin. are you? Uh, see, that's I really difficult we do, because... We have to do something different for season two, right? That's difficult because I don't actually know this movie that well. <laughs> All right, then forget everything I just said. Which turtle do you most identify with in general? Uh, I'm going to be difficult. Um... Because it, it, it's a little rough for me. I always liked Leo the best. Um, and I think in a lot of ways I identify with Leo in when it comes to, like, outside of things that actually matter. Because I like to take the lead on things like I run my own D&D groups and I like to spearhead projects and things. And and I, I like taking on that responsibility and, and feeling that ownership over what I'm doing, which is, you know, the way I choose to look at Leo as opposed to just being the boring leader. <laughs> um I also He's more like than Cyclops, just the Cyclops. Yeah. Oh, Cyclops. <laughs> Ugh. Um, it, uh, well, see, Rachel, you say uh, because you only know the movie Cyclops. True. And the and the cartoon show. Uh, the comic book Cyclops is problematic too, buddy. Uh, oh, absolutely. But also, he was right. Um, <laughs> was he? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway. Um, but I, I, I think also, it'd probably be like a split between Leo and Mikey, because mm. also I am incapable of taking things seriously sometimes. Um, and when it comes to things that are actually important, like my career, uh, I don't really care. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's refreshing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I kind of does machines, but not enough to really say that I'm a Donatello. Mm. And uh, I, I don't really think I'm very much Raphael. So I'd say I'm a Leo-Mikey split. All right. Nice. That's a fair one. That's good. And I, I think that's that's really the big question, right? How did we do this last year, guys? Is that everything? Well, I want to th- I, I throw something in since it's Pizza Friday. What's your favorite pizza topping? Oh, good one. Oh. Since this movie is about pizza. <laughs> it literally is just the secret of the pizza. Uh, am I only allowed to pick one or is just my ideal pizza? Well, what do you usually order? We'll, we'll throw that uh, out. I'm I'm actually one of those weird people who will usually go for just like an olive oil or a white pizza. Mm. Um, I mean, I like a good red pizza, but if it's my choice in a world of choices, uh, with the mozzarella, a little bit of pepperoni, uh, some a little bit of spinach, and some basil. Ooh, oh, that sounds nice. That does sound nice. That sounds mighty tasty. Yeah, and uh, some tomatoes, and if I'm getting really crazy, some red onions, and yeah, that's about it. Awesome. All right. Well, that answers that. Uh, tell us one more time, where where do we find you in Gilmore Ball Z? Oh, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Reddit, on Tumblr. Just search for Gilmore Ball Z. Our website is uh, gilmoreballz.wordpress.com. And you can just search for Gilmore Ball Z on iTunes or on Stitcher. 
any of your other podcasting apps, including Spotify and Google Play. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you again, sir, for, for coming and hanging out with us. You can find us Twitter, Instagram, at TMNT Minute. Email us your one minute of turtle thoughts to TMNTMinute at gmail.com. We'll put you on the show. Hashtag TurtleFanMinute. Uh, it's Pizza Friday. So show us your pizzas. Subscribe to the Patreon. All the stuff that we've been saying for 10 other episodes now. Do all of it. Thank you, Grant. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you, team, for making this an enjoyable minute. And we will see you guys next week for Minute 11. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Cowabunga. Bye.